We're going? I should probably check. I don't even know what's going on. Oh, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, we are going. All right. Hello, everybody. How's it going? We hope you're doing well. Welcome to our Thursday Vintage Live, I prefer to call it. Uh, Thursday, or Theology, the, man. Theology and Culture Thursday. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's why he's the lead pastor. He's got the gift of gab. Um, so that being said, today we're going to, what we want to do on Thursdays is look at a topic that's happening in culture or even yeah. just a theological topic that's important to us and just kind of dive into that topic. And so uh, a few First, before we get into the, today's topic, next Thursday, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into what we call question and response uh, week. So we want to hear any of your big questions about the Bible or things you've been wondering personally about or, the Bible. Or a little. Or the, yeah, yeah, little, little questions, questions too. Like, Almost preferably little questions, yeah, actually. What would be a little question? What's the first book of the Bible? Oh, yeah. Meditation. Genesis. Oh, I mean Genesis. <laughs> yeah, Genesis. So, um, so... That being said, uh, if you have any questions, you can put them in the comments. You can message one of us. You can email one of us. Yeah. You can text one of us. Uh, and we'd love to just get some of those questions. We might not get to all of the questions, but we might pick some of the ones that maybe we're getting asked a bunch. Or, right. or if we know there's like a sermon coming up where we're going to be diving into that, we might not pick that question. But send us your questions because next Thursday it's going to be just question and response time. And part of why we call it response time is I stole that from the Bible Project guys who... Instead of say question and answer, they like to say question and response because sometimes the way that they will respond to a question has changed over the years. So, uh, so interesting. I've never heard that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I, anyways, Thanks, guys. Yeah. So that's what we'll be doing today. So I, I'm uh, looks like I'm messing on my laptop because I want to make sure the live stream is coming in right now. It looks like it is working. So today, our topic, we're going to be talking about prayer and our culture in general just prayer the idea of prayer not just even prayer god but just prayer in general and our culture so that being said uh today interact with us as well if you have questions about prayer or thoughts or whatever we're going to try to respond on here if we can so yeah. sometimes the questions don't pop up quite right on my laptop but hopefully they do shout out to angie especially brandon and jess would love you too but angie especially good to see you good to hear from you Way down in the land of Fiend. Yeah, good to see you, Angie, former interns, a lot of former interns on here, so that means we didn't scare them uh, scare them way too bad, we'll see. except they moved away. So, uh, so uh, today we're going to be talking about prayer and culture, and uh, kind of one thing in particular made us want to do this is we saw there's this, a bunch of articles going around, a bunch of different Christian websites that there's this uh, gal, Jeanette B Benson, who did a study <laughs> On Google searches in the midst of this like coronavirus time, this COVID nineteen time, and and what people are Google searching, and what she saw is that prayer, the, right. just search Google searching for the word prayer is just rising to the top. It's just get uh, like this is becoming a common search. I'm gonna right. read uh, uh, some quotes from this study. So during March, all her research in March, this is what she's seen uh, with Google searches for prayer being surged to the highest level during the past five years for which comparative Google search data is available, surpassing all other major events that otherwise instigate intensified demand for prayer, such as Christmas, Easter, and Ramadan. So even bigger than those seasons wow. of life. And then she also says, I find that the intensified searches on prayer during the COVID-19 pandemic is global. It occurs on all continents and for Christians and Muslims. 
Even Denmark, one of the least religious countries in the world, sees systematic increases in internet searches on prayer. She says this as well. The search mainly coincides, coincides with increases in the registered cases of the COVID-19 rather than surges in death rates. Prayer intensity also rises in countries that have only recently been hit by the pandemic themselves. So, uh, interesting study that she has. You can look it up online if you, you could Google it and uh, find the study by Jeanette Benson. But she basically did all this research looking at the last five years and Google searches and prayer is just surging to the top. And there's, you know, some of the things that's happening all over the world. It's particularly happening where, like, cases of the coronavirus are, are popping up in countries right. Not so much the death rate as much as just the, the cases, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So so today we're just going to talk about prayer and culture. We're going to talk about different... I just got some yeah. questions for Vince, and it will be just a dialogue between us two in some ways. And, and I'd just like to hear some of Vince's thoughts and even some of your thoughts in the uh, comments about prayer. But So yeah. Vince, well, not just our culture, and not just cultures that are Western or have... Christian backgrounds or Christian whatever you want to say in them, Christian influences in them. Right. But cultures all across the world, these Google searches, these internet searches for, for prayer are, are spiking and growing and becoming one of the top searches in these countries. So why, Vince, why do you think this is happening now alongside the corona stuff? Yeah. Um, I'll say I'm happy it's happening now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think on the whole, what a... What an interesting thing. Um, I, I think so much of this, and we've we've talked in length even last Thursday, kind of around the way our culture has been formed and um, and what we really buy into from a worldview perspective as a, as a culture, as a as as Americans, really yeah. here in the West. And I, and I think that plays a role here too, right? So you've um, we we've been shaped through the scientific method, the yeah. enlightenment, and so I think there's this sense of things should always make sense. Yeah. Um, chaos just never makes sense, huh, right? Yeah. Like, um, disorder, things we can't control, yeah. right? Things, uh, why, why this, why now, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. It, I think when life, um, gets disordered, totally. I think we don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I think like, good, uh, I think our culture has been bred and had the water we drink, right? It's just kind of this, um, this understanding of like things should just kind of work out and yeah. then so mix that with um, like that reality being something that's now globalized yeah. you know so this isn't just a Western issue that's a globalized issue so um, you mix that with like the globalization of technology so now we know of stuff we would have just never known before yeah. right so there was any time there were these things maybe in the past it was like well you knew the guy down the street was sick yeah. you know or, or maybe the town over we were able to access like global statistics. Yeah. We're able to like really watch the trend of, of COVID-19 work its way across oceans. And then you just get all that stuff. And I think lastly, the, the thing that's really, I think informing a lot of this um, is like the image of God, yeah. right? That's mm. like on humanity. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are, as human beings, I think, right? Like, we are created by God to image Him. Um, part of that is this, this bringing order to things that are in disorder. And so when we 
uh, we try and navigate that in a disordered world, yeah. I think there's something in us that's trying to still find the answer, though, yeah. right? Like, so we're like, what can we grasp onto? And so I think prayer kind of rises to the top. Like, I think it's, it's this kind of thing, okay, well, we don't know what the answer is, so maybe there is something beyond... Yeah what we know and understand. Yeah. You know? So I, I'd love to hear, honestly, like, what yeah, I you know, yeah, I think, I think those things all are influences. I think the, like that, you know, the Christianese way to say the last thing you just said is like the eternity on our heart that God has put in us. The image, I mean, the image of God is the Christianese way too to say it, but, um, yeah, but, something super secular, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so I think that's a big part. I think, uh, I don't know. I, one thing I'm, I'm thinking about, one thing I've been wrestling with, like just this, I, I've been thinking through this idea the last year a lot, is I think a lot of times people come to the Bible and they don't feel like it gives very good answers for a lot of things, sure. especially in our culture. Yeah. And, you know, everybody kind of has their own thoughts on things. But one thing I think the Bible gives at least a good answer for is why there's suffering and evil in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't always even give specific answers like this, this input happened now this output, but just that sin has so affected creation that that's why there's suffering and yes. evil in the world. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I've been wrestling with is like, does, does Christianity give the best answer for why evil exists? So like you take somebody, my friends that would consider themselves atheists or really science driven um, which uh, I, I really enjoy science too, but uh, you know, all, always there's this sense in them that they're like, this is evil or this is wrong. And I'm like, but why? Like, well, because they've been culturally conditioned. That's their sure. ultimate answer. And then I'm like, so then we, like, you, I don't know. So I've just been wrestling with that. And so I wonder if when there is something like this, yeah. it causes us to like go, man, no, something is wrong with the world. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. You yeah. Know? Like, it's just, Interesting well, that humanity as a whole kind of has this instinct of like this is not the way things are supposed to be, and you don't really see that like in anywhere else in creation. Yeah. Like, well, like I mean, I I can't speak to chickens, but I don't think chickens are like, hey, this is not the way it's supposed to be. I don't know. <laughs> dope, though. I mean, dolphins do. We know from dolphins talk to chickens. No, no, I'm saying dolphins oh, react to the environment in different ways. <laughs> Chimpanzees do the things, like, yeah. Anyway, so uh, no, I, I digress, but. but I think in the midst of that too, like you know, with the image of God stuff, the eternity in our heart stuff, it's uh, we were designed to have a desire to communicate with God, yeah, yeah. right? Like that, his whole thing, like he didn't need us. He longs. He's like, I'm the greatest people. They're gonna have a relationship with me. Yeah. There'll be communion. We're gonna walk around a garden. It was gonna be fantastic. That yeah. type of deal. And then, uh, but that was fractured. Right? That gets lost. So I think what humanity has done, it's always clamored for another God to be able to communicate with, right? To have a relationship yeah. with. When when you get into a situation like like where we're at in the States right now, where like money, it's just, it's difficult to trust in money right now, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's just, it's very, that God is not strong yeah. in, in, in what's happening with the world. Um, security, it's, it seems very... Like we have to stay in our homes. Right? Yeah. Safety is not there. So, that. so like the gods of the Western world, yeah, um, that they're not even accessible right now. Yeah, yeah. I think for people, and so then I think there's this like reality of, well, I can't grasp onto the god that I normally grasp onto yeah. for peace, for like you know just hope and all that stuff. So I need to. I still have this image of God thing on me that yeah. that says no communicate with God. Yeah. My false gods 
aren't accessible, so I maybe I'll try this yeah. other one. You know what I mean? No, yeah, that's good. It reminds me that I don't know if it's a, I think it's a quote, but I hear I've heard it like the whole like uh, there's no atheists in foxholes or bunkers or you know yeah. like in wars and right. stuff like that. Regina right. Spector does a song uh, about. Uh, God laughing. I can't quite remember the name of the huh. song, but it's it's interesting. She goes through all these different. It's it's kind of the simultaneous that idea, mixed with the parody of gods we've created for ourselves huh. and the caricature. If anyone knows the the song, post it here. Yeah, uh, it's, I, yeah. I, God, I don't know. But uh, so do you, you do a great Regina. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great. Uh, do your Regina. God. No. Uh, so I have to have the song playing in order to do it, but. Uh, well, yeah, I, you know, I think we don't experience a lot of that in the West or in our culture. We don't experience a lot of these things getting stripped away from a security stuff. Like, this is like the first event, probably since 9-11, that America has, like, felt on the whole, like, scared or worried or... And yeah. I'm sure there's other things, but... But even 9-11, right? Like, there was yeah. this sense of after 9-11, uh, and so for you young bucks that don't know this, but after 9-11, it was like... There was this unity that wasn't there before yeah. in this, and, but unity around like we're America, yeah. we rock. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Toilet paper didn't run out. It was American flags. Yeah, it was this. It was out. the response was different. Yeah, this one <laughs> totally. is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I don't think there was the the fear of this thing, and that is what's what's kind of an interesting yeah. phenomenon, right? It's like the fear of this thing we cannot see. Yeah. Right. Uh, is like almost like way more heightened yeah. than than it was even back then, you know. So which makes sense, and it's obviously taken more lives than nine eleven. Even in New York City now, at this point, right? New York City has seen more deaths uh, through COVID nineteen than, yeah. than through. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder what the I, I didn't see this. I didn't go in depth in the study or whatever, but I wonder what the average demographics of the people, even just you know, googling prayer is like. Is it? You know, I'm oh, just curious right. about their background. Oh, that's their, interesting. Yeah. Their own religious beliefs. Yeah, I'm like, actually yeah, that too. I don't know. I don't, I, it's just it's just it? all people from our church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like, oh, they don't teach them this enough. Yeah. So, so. Um, well, that's good. Well, let me ask you this. I think you like what's funny. A lot, a lot of people always joke around about our friendship, our relationship. We come, we like come from totally different backgrounds yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, just in a lot of ways. So I grew up in the church. Vince did grow up in the church, and so prayer's always been something encouraged. Like, my dad would tell us to go and kneel and pray. Like, we'd have these family prayer times, and we were forced into right. prayer, and I'd always pray, like, five sentences and feel like it was six hours, and like, Dad, please let me <laughs> go play. Yeah, we did not have to. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so what was, like, for you growing up as a, as not a Christian, yeah. like, what was, was prayer a part of your life? Did you pray, like... I don't know, like, what, yeah. what was your involvement in prayer before Christ, if you can remember that? Yeah, there wasn't a lot of it, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but there was, uh, there was, like, this weird kind of semblance of, like, God, for sure, you yeah. know? So, you didn't grow up Christian, but grew up in Louisiana, many from the church know that. Um, the first time I actually prayed, and I shared this even in a sermon a few weeks back, was yeah. when my baseball coach led our whole baseball team uh, through yeah. the Lord's Prayer, you know, I was eight years old. And I remember being the one that was like left out. Yeah. Like, like every, every other kid just started reciting this. Because everybody prayer. knew it, but you didn't know. It. I didn't know. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah as I had never heard it before. I, I literally had no idea what it was. Yeah, like yeah. I, I didn't know who Father. Like I didn't yeah, know yeah. it at all. Um, and so I remember, I remember just like going home and asking my pop, like, yeah. "Hey, they did this weird thing. 
it started with our father, and he immediately knew he grew up in Catholic school yeah. and all that stuff. So then, so then we we uh, was he, was he mad about it or was he like that? Oh, whatever. It's no, he was fine. He didn't care. Yeah. My dad's like crazy chill. Yeah, on this, anything, is, yeah so. this is before cancel yeah. culture type stuff. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> so I mean, like honestly, like that was the first time, and then prayer after that. There was, I would say before as a Christian, yeah. the only time I had any type of like semblance of I would pray would be high school because I had gone to youth groups, yeah. you know, and seen, I've seen people pray. Yeah, yeah. There was a moment where my, uh, a friend of mine died in a car accident. Oh, wow. And I remember going to her funeral and uh, her parents um, had, uh, had lost their older, the older daughter. Uh, almost a year to the date of losing Holly, and so they lost their two only two daughters oh a year apart uh, in car accidents. Wow, that's horrible. And so it was just devastating. And anyway, I remember being at the funeral and uh, and seeing them walk around to us, like who were sad because we lost our friend. And these parents are they're like praying over different mm. wow. people and saying like, "Hey, let it, can we pray for you?" I mean, they were sad, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like had this eternal perspective of. God that I just didn't get like it was super baffling and weird yeah like hey why, why are you yeah. like you should be acting different yeah well so bring, bring us into that so what were you thinking like what were you like just this is weird or did you give it some more thought yeah or? I think my first flinch was like what's wrong with you yeah yeah and then it, and then it seemed genuine like it yeah. was like this isn't a show like they they genuinely like are grateful for the 17 years that they had Holly yeah um and could not wait to see her again. And it was, it was like legitimately like, no, this is going to happen. Yeah. Like it was super, yeah. like, like hopefully matter of fact, you know, like, yeah. oh, of course, like we, we had her for 17 years and we're eventually going to die and we're going to, we'll be reunited. And, wow. uh, and it's like, I didn't have an idea of like, I hadn't heard of heaven or anything, but man, that was like a really big moment. Should but just that. seeing them praying for people was like, this is, this didn't make sense. So anyway, I, I didn't have a ton of personal yeah. interaction with it. But once I got saved, though, yeah. uh, a few people were like, hey, you're supposed to be doing this. So me and my little crew of friends, we would do, like, prayer all-nighters. So yeah. we just went from zero to 100. So we went nice. from no prayer to, like, hey, we're all going over to the Thomases, and we're going to start at 9, and we're finishing at 5 a.m. Like, oh, we just wow. eight hours of prayer. Jeez. Different people would fall asleep, you know, and yeah. then we'd wake each other up. And so we just went hard. And yeah, then we wow. realized, like, I don't have to do this either. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a healthy middle ground in the prayer life. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's funny. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, and I, like, it's, you know, it was very common in the sorts of churches I was growing up. But you'd almost have this, like, conference speaker or guest speaker come in, and they talk about some, like, Christian school or internship they're part of, and they'd always be like, yeah, part of our internship is we have four hours every day where we just sit in prayer in the wow. chapel or something. Yeah. And I remember being like, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> like every yeah. time. Yeah. And, like, and all the other Christians are like, wow, that's great. Yeah. Like, it's like the it's like the friend that gets up at 4 a.m. for his, like, his <laughs> yeah. morning Devo, and you're like, yeah. all right, dude. Like, yeah, exactly. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. But, no, if you but, do that, honestly, like truly good for you. No, I, and well, what's funny is that like as a teen or whatever, however young or old I was when I was hearing that stuff, you know, it some of it was before I truly loved Jesus. Some of it was after. You know, as a teen, you're just like, ah, oh, this sounds like the chore. This sounds like yeah. what my dad is making me do. But there, yeah, there is an aspect of prayer. You just you begin to want to be in it more and more. Uh, not always though. There's definitely weeks where in my prayer times, I'm like, I, yeah. I don't want prayer. Oh, no, that's true. But uh, and there's times I don't want to like talk to my friends. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't yeah. Talk totally. to my, 
Kids. You like really looked uh, me in the eye. I just felt like, you know, like, like even the closest people to me. Like, you, you can know, tell like, me, man. It's, 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 it's fine. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, right. I did on Randy Morris for different. waking up early. Yeah. Oh, then I did say Morris's. That was a different Morris that was tapping. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway. Um, I mean, good for Randy that he wake up that early. I want to see if he could stay up late to pray. That's the that's the true test. Like the disciples stayed up late yeah. with Jesus into and the fell night. Asleep. Yeah, they fell asleep. Oh, yeah. Randy, you would have fallen asleep. He would have fallen asleep. Sure asleep. So, so, so that is the given. actual dig. <laughs> um, also, Sway, man. Yeah, love the shirt, pal. Thanks. Love you guys. Yeah. Redemption West Mesa. Probably the best church in Redemption. Big shout out. You guys are great. Um, Alright, so Okay, so we've talked about our culture and prayer, our own personal prayer a bit here. I'd love to, there's this idea that's been coming up a lot more lately. I'm still wrestling with it, and we've even, like, wrestled with it in the political realm, like, where's this kind of stuff happening politics-wise, and we're yeah. not going to get into that. But um, but wh- where, where do you see the direction? So you, this coronavirus happens, the Google searches for prayer goes up, skyrockets, in, yeah. like, virtually every country, it says. So where do you see humanity going in general? Like, do you see them as becoming less religious, yeah. more religious? And again, not, I'm not saying Christian or, or not. I'm just saying a, a religious type of people, like people that believe in, in something outside this material universe, uh-huh. I guess. So, yeah. So where do you see humanity going? Why do you see it going that way or how? Or Yeah, I'll just let you flesh that out. Yeah, uh, D.A. Carson, if you're not too familiar with him, he's former uh, president of the Gospel Coalition. I don't think he's still president, but he, maybe he is actually. But D.A. Carson has this um, this illustration, I, I thought it was really wise, and he has a lot of information to back it up. But talks about how, like, and he, he initially just started talking about the gospel, but then he realized there's kind of these religious, spiritual movements around the world that pattern this way similarly. And what we initially started off with was um, the gospel, right? So, what, what Christianity bases its whole self on, the gospel for one generation will be beloved, yeah. right? Like that generation's all in. Usually the next generation, it says the gospel will be assumed, and mm-hmm. then that next generation says the gospel will kind of either be disdained or apathetic about, right? Okay. But then it tends to kind of circle back. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the eras in which the, the generations can get longer and shorter based on, though, uh, events that happen in our world. And, oh. I, and I truly think, I feel like this one for our world will reignite some level of a pursuit of spirituality. Um, Now, I I don't know if it'll be Christianity. Uh, I think there's a lot of faith in our culture. Jesus. Jesus, mostly. (laughs) Well, they like Uh, Jesus, but not the whole Jesus. Not the act, not the the real Jesus. Not if you're going to, like, quote what he said. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's the real Besides love your neighbor, but... And some of the... But don't don't judge me. (laughs) Like, that kind of stuff. I know, they're not big on the weeping and gnashing of teeth versus of Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, that being said, I, I think the movement of, of culture is going to be a return to, mm. in a pursuit of something bigger. Something spiritual. Yeah, and I think part of that was inevitable even outside of Corona because, like, listen, at the end of the day, here's, and this is, this is going to sound, it's a Christian answer, but I think it's just true in general. Like, you know, Money makes a terrible God, you know, yeah. like it, it just fails everyone. You yeah. know, you get, you get 
all these people. I mean, you get. Uh, I mean, there's that classic interview with um, Brad Pitt. If anyone has seen that one, right, where he he like reached the pinnacle. He's the highest oh, yeah. paid actor, and yeah. he's got wife and the kids, and he's got everything. And he comes gets in, and he's like, "Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, like this didn't do it. It's dead inside." Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. And, and here's the thing: if that was like a one-off, right, well, this sucks. But, but that's yeah. like this, the common story. Yeah. Like money didn't do it. And I think there's a now there's gonna be this this new gift that comes out of technology. Mm. That is like now we can all learn that like that's not the answer, yeah. you know, and it really is people and relationships and ultimately relationship with God. Um, so I, I think I think it'll actually come full circle and draw people back to that stuff. Interesting. But, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I mean, that's interesting. So the beloved to the assumed to the apathetic to the disdained type of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd say we're here at least in our culture we're like maybe on the tail end of this disdained type of a thing right yeah i think it's this this mix between apathy and and disdain yeah, you yeah. know of, of kind of just segments where it is but yeah. i think because of you know media and yeah. you know this kind of look at share about what what they think yeah. we believe yeah i think it's moved into disdain but again like eventually things have to give you know no, yeah. it's like hey this this isn't working either yeah so. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's a lot of truth to that. And so it'd be interesting to look at how that looks around the world and and all that stuff. I've been reading different stuff, even in that book I keep referencing, Making Sense of God. They, yeah. they make this big case for how people are becoming more religious globally, and right. that's kind of how interesting that is in light of all that we know about the world, all that science shows us. Yeah. And, and I think it is exactly what you're saying. I think. People are testing things and seeing things, and they're going, you know, I think there's something more. Yeah. You know, something I love to ask people is like, hey, have you ever seen a ghost? And nice. I know that's like a funny yeah. thing, like, but I would say like, I, I could talk to like the most scientific person, and they'll be like, yeah, I think I have. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I think it's like yeah. a common thing. Like people are like, yeah. uh, huh. you know. So I think there's just like this sense in us, and I think it is because there truly is a spiritual world and a spiritual aspect yeah. to our, our human nature, and so I think uh, people, I, I yeah, anyways, I, I think that well, is, you, I think there's also you're seeing so right if you get into this conversation, you have people who've left the church and they lived in this world called nuns, not yeah. N-U-N, but N-O-N-E-S, so yeah. they had none faith or none allegiance. Yeah. Um, some of the, a lot of the nuns that are returning to faith in some level are going to very uh, high liturgy churches. Oh, right? yeah, so yeah. Like they're like Seen showing up to like the Episcopal Church yeah. and showing up to the Anglican Church and they're like, hey, I want something that is, it's not the kind of the mega show thing. I want like this real reverential, yeah. this just seems like the way you yeah. should experience Rooted God's education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think that says something too about uh-huh. kind of where we're at. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, tell me this. I've noticed a lot. I've I've noticed a lot of uh, at least over the last five years. There's this m- movement of mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is not right. only five years old. It's been happening for a long yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I first started getting involved with mindfulness actually through. I was a door to door salesman for a little while, and that's yeah, like dude, yeah. I don't know why, but he's crushing it. Yeah, I was like water purifiers or something. Yeah, I didn't actually sell them. I just got the uh, like I set up the salesman to come in, so I got their contact oh, nice. info. You're the record guy. Yeah, so I was yeah I I would get their contact info and all that kind of stuff, and uh, but anyways, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a water softener. Water softeners, yeah. yeah so. 
And so, uh, anyways, all that all that being said, um, what you what I what's interesting to me about mindfulness is there's like kind of like these weird like connections to prayer, like like yeah. You almost like do oh, things yeah. that are similar to religious communities. You do things that are similar to like even like what the Bible would consider. And so, I don't know. Touch on that. Where have you seen like prayer kind of become this like balm for people, or maybe not a balm, but like even oh, just like makes my life better, regardless of what I think spiritually? Because I I feel like most Americans right now feels like they're like yeah sure I think there's a God, but. I don't you like whatever right. like it's in the end it's all gonna be sorted out I'm good whatever like yeah, I, I'm gonna yeah, be yeah, good yeah, like yeah. hopefully so like what what are some aspects you've seen of prayer that like kind of uh, people regardless of their spirituality like, kind of go after and benefits of prayer and I, I don't know have you seen any of that like, yeah what are some of them? I mean honestly the, so the mindfulness is like blown yeah. up right? yeah, like totally. you just see mindfulness workshops pop up especially here in Flagstaff like that's just yeah. that's like all the reach which makes sense um, but I think they're honestly tapping into I think obviously we would have the yeah. Christian answer of like no they're actually conversing with God they were meant to do yeah. that like that's why God has like work, you know, created us to have that type of dialogue totally. but I think there's just a reality dude we live in such a crazy individualistic culture um we just don't have anyone to talk to, yeah. right? Like for 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 a lot for most of the American population in yeah. the West, it's like y- you have friends, but even like when you begin to navigate some of those friendships, it's like no, we don't really talk about much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think what's being accessed is like people are being able to actually process and communicate feeling, emotion, yeah. truth, wow. stuff they're wrestling with yeah. that they just feel mm-hmm. like they're not allowed to, given the culture that we live in. Right? Like it's just weird to like talk to a random friend. Yeah. Like in the church, we were like, no, be vulnerable. We yeah. we try and handle that in. Dude, that's not what's being communicated yeah. when you're growing up in this culture. You know, yeah. it's like, no, keep that crap to yourself. Don't be a burden. Don't yeah. complain. Don't whine. Push through. And so you don't have that type of depth of relationship. So I think people just don't get to talk much. Yeah. So part of that, I think, is just holy crap. Like I, I get to like uh, like converse yeah. and share a few things that I'm really thinking. Huh and think things that I'm really thinking instead of always having to like push them down yeah. in an effort to present myself as perfect totally. and or live a life that looks like Almost like a spiritual like journaling, if you will. Like, yeah. I don't know, like yeah. journaling, but maybe there's more impact because there's a spiritual aspect of it. Um, the, kind of what you're saying reminds me of, uh, now, this comedian is not clean for those of you, you guys that like clean comedians, but Bo Burnham, he had this special kind That's of good. all about, oh, right. uh, just kind of like how what he does is a performance, but how what everything everybody does is a performance and how social media led to that. Yeah, performance culture. Yeah, yeah. and right. so he actually has a pretty poignant la- like finale in that show where he yeah. kind of is talking about this Kanye show and <laughs> these different things. And again, guys, buyer beware, like this is, uh, he's, he's pretty foul sometimes. And so, uh, but, uh, if you can look up his Kanye bit, I think it's pretty clean for the most part. And uh, yeah. kind of this commentary of like, everything's just a show. And like, just leaving it at that, like not even like, here's the solution, it here's what cool. you do, but just like, everything's just a show. And I, I, Yeah, I haven't thought about prayer in regards to, even in just normal human relationships, if everything feels like a show. So, you know, why even... You know, so maybe that's why prayer is so attractive to people because they can go. I don't have to put on a show when yeah. I'm praying, even if I'm not sure to whom I'm praying right. or whatever. 
That's a great special, yeah. uh, except for all the bad parts, but that last part especially. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> seen it. We just <laughs> read it. Totally. Um, and got, it was revealed to us through the Spirit. But I, th I think there's also, like, you know, like, because, uh, because these things are true, like, you know, like, the mindfulness thing, it's not just this individualistic piece, but I think there's also, like, the, the reality of when, when we have an opportunity to, like, Honestly, just like escape the enslavement that is running the rat race of our culture. Yeah, I think people like feel a freedom and a liberty they don't know why it's happening. Yeah. So like mindfulness and prayer, and, and so like we're trying to equate them in a bit because that's in a sense what what I think secularists are trying to do with mindfulness. Yeah. We would call it prayer, but like there's this reality of when you step into it, you're like, oh my gosh, like I can think for myself. I'm trying to process stuff. Because people don't realize that the rest of their life is being dictated to them by a, a non-neutral culture. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's saying, like, no, you need to care about this. Yeah. This is how you need to live your life. And mindfulness is meant to detach you from those things. So I think some of the positive experience that people get is honestly a sense of freedom yeah. from yeah. the burden that is trying to live and run the rat race that our totally. culture presents. But, yeah. yeah, which, like... Prayer for the Christians should be that. Should be that. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. Slow you down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So one thing I also noticed is uh, Tyler Johnson at one of our leadership events. He brought in a doctor who was right. bringing us through these prayer and breathing exercises alongside of prayer, and some of these breathing exercises are even used in mindfulness. But he was really just calling them breathing exercises. Right. And so uh, what I've noticed too is I think there's even there's a draw to prayer in our society because of like the health benefits of it, mm -hmm. which makes sense. I feel like our culture is very, yeah. I mean, there it's either you are or you and I. Yeah, we're the not health, okay. uh, health conscious, but uh, but a lot of our culture is just very health conscious and wants to be healthy. And there's like, that's a really good thing too. But, right. uh, and so like what they found is like just breathing in these different ways and breathing in deep or stopping and breathing. Yeah. Like all these, all these things that happen when you pray, like are good for your actual body. I just think that's kind of interesting. One, from the standpoint of, it's interesting that that's what's drawing people to prayer, but two, like no wonder God has us pray in the, all these different kinds of ways and all these moments where we silence ourselves, right. like go out. Yes. Um, like God not only knows the, the spiritual connection that's happening, but that something good physically, biologically is happening to our body. It's just interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let me ask you this. How, so this Google search uh, about prayer, the spiking prayer Google searches, like how, how do you think this is an opportunity for Christians in general? So we've got, like, statistically, our friends, Christian or not, but non-Christian friends are, are Googling prayer. Right. How, how's that opportunity for us as Christians? Yeah, well, I mean, it'd be the equivalent of, I guess, like, if you... Uh, I don't want to say ex experts, maybe too too big a word, but yeah. like if, if you were a uh, a star soccer coach, you know what I mean, and you found out that uh, there was this massive rise in Google searches for like kids soccer, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it would be a good thing for you to insert yourself into that conversation. Why? Because you coach soccer. Yeah. You know I mean? It's obvious. So I, I think there's the, the most obvious low hanging fruit piece of it is is like prayer is like that's kind of our deal yeah. or at least it should be right? I mean that's yeah. like we we are supposed to be a people of prayer 
we we believe something crazy that like we like talk to God yeah. and we hear from God yeah. and God like speaks to us and wants that you know like prayer is is very much like our thing and, and I don't want to say our thing limiting it to just Christianity I mean all religions are gonna have some form of, of what they would call prayer uh, specifically obviously the the Judeo, uh, like Judaism and, and Islam and the Abrahamic faiths and stuff like that are going to claim that, you know, at the same yeah. time. I think for Christians, um, it's okay for us to think a little bit like, oh, this is our deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is, this is what we do. And so uh, so I think there's that. There's We have an opportunity to witness and teach people and talk to people that, like, you know, God wants to talk to you. Yeah. He created you for this. We can talk image of God. We can talk about his desire to commune with people. We can talk about how he, how much he desired to commune with people that then, like, he literally came and lived here and then died for us and the whole deal. But I think there's also the other benefit for Christians in this is um, is if the whole world is doing it, I sure hope we are. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if like a whole bunch of non-Christians and secularists and atheists or whatever are yeah. all thinking like, hey, we need to pray. Yeah. Gosh, man, this should be like the prime time for the church yeah. where we've often said, hey, man, like how do we make Redemption Flagstaff like a place of prayer? Yeah. And, and are we going to be a church that prays? Like hopefully this is a season that like actually moves to like Christians to like, no, we're, gonna, we're actually going to do this. You yeah. Know? So I, I think those two stand out the most. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I, I think it is just an opportunity to like to almost like reach out to your friends and just be like, yeah, just ask these simple questions of like, hey, what's giving you anxiety? What can I be praying for for you? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe you don't even have to necessarily start with the awkward like, how can I pray for you? But mm-hmm. Maybe that is like where you can start. I don't know. I think uh, there, there's it'd be interesting. Things. Like yeah. you know, like people logging in and off. I know there's only I think there's like only five people watching right now. But if people come back and watch this later as well, like if you would do maybe a social experiment on this for us and on your Facebook page or whatever your social media is, and just post something that says how can I be praying for my friends, um, and just see maybe some of the responses you get and who you get them from. Because I, I bet, um, like I've I you know this is kind of one of the things that I think it's like. One of the best like opportunities for Christians is, are you close enough to a bunch of people that when stuff goes wrong, you're the one they call that type of thing. And so like, as soon as this Corona stuff started hitting, there's a lot of people that have been. That sounds almost like I'm trying to say I'm great at this, but yeah. this is an idea of like, I'm a friendly person, whatever. But that there's been a lot of people saying, hey, like, what's what do you think's going on, and why yeah. is God doing this, and and that type of thing. So. Um, I, I'd be interested if you guys are out there and would post that on your Facebook page and just say, hey, yeah. how can I be praying for y'all? Yeah. You know, and just see the answers you get and then actually please pray for people yeah. too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. What, or do you have any, so yeah, I do think ultimately the Google searches for prayer spiking, it, it is a good thing. Like it's, it's awesome. I think anytime, you know, it, it makes me think of the, the God fears in Acts where well, they didn't believe in Jesus as God yet, but yeah. they like were going towards that realm. Yeah, you know? right. Um, but so are there any pitfalls to this? Are there any like, what are, what are some of your concerns at least in the idea that, that prayer, it, this spike in prayer searches? Any concerns yeah. you have with that? Yeah, I mean, well, I think the, the most obvious one is like, you've been on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what's there. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the, you'll find anything on the internet. Yeah. And so, I think there's just a reality of, like, no, prayer is not just a. Like, prayer means something specific. Yeah. You know? Totally. And so, I, there is a concern of, like, 
hey, you're going to go in, you're going to research this thing, and you're yeah. going to land somewhere that's actually going to teach you wrong stuff yeah. about prayer. You know, and that's in like you and I, we hold the keys to all truth around prayer. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think you think we know more than others, given that this is part of our life, you yeah. know, we feel we talk to God. And yeah. So, but I mean, it's like, man, you jump on the internet, dude. You're gonna find some crazy yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, and totally. so, and anyone can post an article. You know, you get, uh, you, you jump on, it and it's all of a sudden it's from some website you don't know, but yeah. then that becomes your truth. Yeah. Because we just tend to believe stuff on the internet really easy. So yeah. I think that's a pitfall, right? Yeah, it's just like, yeah. yeah, you're gonna search prayer, but what are you gonna get when you click on that link? You yeah. Know? So. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Totally. I think. I think for me, like even just thinking through that, just what I'm concerned about with it is, I mean, first and foremost is like. As much as prayer is good for people, I want people to pray to God. <laughs> like, and yeah, I'm right, saying right, God, like yeah. the God of the Bible. Right. I want them to know and pray to Jesus. And, and then I, I'm even open and flexible with people being like, I'm praying to a God out there. I, I, I do think the God of the Bible is like, could be like, well, I am the God out there, you know, and maybe yeah, works in their lives. That, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I think there's an aspect of that. But, but yeah, I guess that's my biggest worry. I, I just like, man, even though prayer is a good thing and does all these good things for us, like, if you don't get the ultimate good thing out of it, which is relationship with God, who we're created for, uh, like, not what's the point, but it, it kind of is. Like, what's the point? <laughs> like, what, uh, you know, so that, I mean, I think that's, that's my biggest concern in all this, is, like, people will search this, and they'll get just enough prayer, just enough away from God and who he is, uh, to never get God, you yeah, know, the inoculation. Like, yeah, right. it's yeah. like Matt Chandler saying, yeah. inoculate yourself with just enough Jesus to never actually have Him. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that would be kind of my big concern, and almost like more so like a reason for us as Christians to kind of be like, you know, the uh, per, like experts in prayer. I, I mean, I'm even thinking the Old Testament. You know, like there would be these moments with these different people of God where the ruler or someone nearby would be like, listen, the people of God know how to interpret dreams. Bring in Joseph, he'll tell, you know, like, or right. Daniel, he'll know, like, yeah. all this stuff. Oh, I, would, totally. I It would almost be great if that's what happens for us as Christians, where it's almost like, you do Christians this, yeah, 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 so, anyways, I, I think that's my problem, my biggest concern is I, I don't want people to pray without, I'm fine with people praying, but I, I want them at the end of the day to meet Jesus in the midst of it. So, and I, but and that's the thing is like ultimately like we would say the driving reason behind prayer the number one right yeah. is like communion with God, yeah. communion with Christ and the Spirit of God. Yeah. Not like He's gonna give you the stuff you ask for. Yeah, yeah. Which sometimes I think just does, he just does He does that. Yeah. But I mean, I think like when you start, hey, we're gonna start praying now. It's Lord, like, hey, or not even Lord, but it's God or whoever's out there please heal my friend, yeah. and if it doesn't happen, right, like, what, a misunderstanding of prayer all of a sudden becomes this, I'm going to attribute things to this God I pray to, yeah. and obviously he's not good, so yeah. I, I think there's some, some dangers in that, too. Yeah. I think God's faithful, he'll meet people. Yeah, that's true, earnestness. I agree, I agree. So, um, well, let me ask you this, just kind of a, uh, not, maybe not a closing question yet, but one of our closing questions, what are, what are, for you, and we can both share, I guess, but, what are some ways or forms of prayer that have kind of had an impact on you the last few years? Like, uh, yeah, what some, because I think prayer happens in a lot of different ways. So what are some of those ways that have really impacted you? Yeah. Uh, I, I know there's one that, and you've 
you and I have talked a ton about this. Yeah. We, you, you brought it into something we do in service now, but if I could take that one, it's just talking about mm -hmm. lament. Um, just, just being sad and yeah. being okay with that and telling God that things aren't as, as good and yeah. everyone knows me, you know me, like generally things are pretty positive. Yeah. But there's been like really hard things. There's been like really not great things yeah. that like I just haven't been happy about, you know? And, yeah. and it's just really comforting. Like, Cause it's really nice when I know like I can talk to you about this stuff, right? Yeah. Like that's good, that's comforting. Yeah, yeah. I can talk to my wife, I can talk to our elders, I can talk to, you know, it's different yeah. people. But man, I can talk to God about this stuff too, right? And he's not gonna be upset that like I didn't navigate this right or say the right stuff. Like he's just pretty stoked that like yeah. I'll talk to him. So. I think that the pattern of it we see in scripture is massive. Um, we often talk about um, the Psalms of Lamentation, and, yeah. and especially when you get into Psalm 88, and just that whole idea of how Psalm 88 doesn't really have a bow in the end, it's just a guy complaining. And, yeah. and they're just like, how does God feel about the fact that, uh, that he literally allowed holy scripture to be written that makes him look bad? You yeah. know what I mean? Like That's just a, like a crazy idea to say like, hey, you know, this thing makes me look not good. I want you guys to sing it in the temple. You know, like that's cool. what a what a secure and amazing God that's yeah. like cool with that. Because every other God you've ever studied is like, dude, if you say something bad about me, yeah. I'm gonna crush you. Totally. You know, and so that that that's been a big one. I think that like I've learned and grown in. I know that our church we've been trying to yeah. press into deeply too. Can I ask you? Person, a little bit personal question about lament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah until you hear. Yeah. Um, like, no, I know lament for like we've talked about this a little bit recently, but like lament for you isn't like your natural go-to. Like you do it, but like it's harder for you sometimes, or you don't even think of it. What? Why? What about you? What? Like, what, why do you think that is? Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. If I'm honest, like. Yeah. Uh, I think when I'm done with it, there's a real like cathartic, like God meets it feels me in good it. Then, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. in the midst of it, acknowledging pain for me just yeah. I don't like it, right? Because yeah. I'm way more, very like my wife, close friends, you guys all to like, it's just way easier to just tell myself everything is good. Yeah. Um, but then I just I, I feel it in other ways though, you know, yeah. like uh, stress and and everything. So I, yeah, I just don't like the way it feels, mm. you know, to like have to be honest with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes there is a reality to like an, an, an overbelief in, I think what ends up being is an overbelief in my, um, what was it? it used to be the word of how much mostly my family or yeah. whatever, the church where like needs me to be a certain way. Oh yeah. So then there's a like, well I gotta keep it together because yeah. otherwise this thing could fall apart, which is just, just foolish. Yeah. That's ultimately God's job. So yeah. those two things. I don't, so I do it, yeah. and I'm learning it. Yeah. Totally. But I still am not a fan. Yeah. 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 I think for me, like to change prayer subjects or whatever. I think one of the. Hi, Sierra. Um, Good to see you. Um, uh, I think one one form of prayer that I've been really diving into the last couple of years even is contemplative prayer. Yeah. Uh, we, there was a conference that Serge Danae put on uh, with Rich Velotas. Velotas? Yeah, I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah. Um, I'm too gringo. But uh, but he like that was a huge part of the conference. And, and this idea of contemplative prayer is just kind of like sitting in the presence of God and uh, almost 
almost not talking or almost saying very little. And I'll, and uh, I don't I don't know how he posed it, but I, I met I eventually got this like image of like man sitting beside someone and just not talking, spending time with them even without talking, which yeah. happens very often when you yeah. have depth of relationship. Like you, in our you culture, that's so weird. Yeah, in our culture, that's weird, but. I think when you really do know someone, there's just these moments where it's quiet, but you're spending time together. And so, yeah, I've been trying to do that. I've been, uh, I've been really trying to dive into that moment. And, uh, and I've been trying to do it in the way that, like I would with a person or something, just like, hey, how's it, how's it going? Hey, what's up? You know, like, and just kind of sit there. And uh, so that's been good. I've been, in particular, I've been trying to do it, like, before a sermon, especially when we were at... Uh, Coconina, or not Coconina, Flagstaff High School. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're backstage in the wings or whatever. I have a minute before coming up after announcements or whatever. And I would just try right. to, yeah, I would just try to do that. And I, I felt that's very securing. It's very anchoring for me. And sometimes, uh, you know, maybe it is that. But I felt for me that, that that's one big um, aspect of prayer that's kind of... Um, Benefiting. Yeah, growing yeah. me yeah, in the last few years. So. Yeah. Yeah, any other sorts of prayers? Yeah, um, the tool that was taught to us uh, by Paul Miller, and I'll show you this book in just a minute, um, called Prayer Cards, yeah, yeah. has been sweet. Um, I haven't, I, I came out of the, when I first learned about it, I came out like a shotgun and just did t- like tons of these. Yeah. And now I have about 10 that I just am really faithful with. Prayer cards are a little index card. Yeah. You write the title of kind of that thing you want to pray about at the top. And then you just keep returning to it and yeah. you pray, try and pray through them every day. And then write notes when you need to. Like, oh, like if I pray for this, and then this is where it's not answered. Or I pray for this again, you know, that type of idea. And just for me, man, it's been really a practical gift. Yeah. So, like, if, if you guys think that way at all, you know, and just kind of need something tangible a little bit, yeah, yeah get some index cards, write down the name of a, a close friend you want to pray for. Um, it could be your job, right? It could be anything, you know, yeah. like your pet, your work, your wife, whatever. And just write it down and then just pray for that every day. And then yeah. just and then hear God and see God answer. And then you can, now you have this card. And then, like, now uh, there's certain things that have, like, four or five cards, you know, that have been, like, oh, there's just, I pray for this so much now yeah. that, like, now there's, like, a backlog of, of index cards. So and Can I see, like, your journey of prayer, praying for that over time? Yes, yeah. which is awesome. <clears throat> yeah. It really is cool. That's cool. Like, I love that part. So that's a real, that's a neat thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, I've, I'm not good about keeping cards. I lose them all the time. I was, like, trying to do that after Paul Miller was saying that, you know, and so... Uh, so yeah, anyways, I, uh, I've been trying to use my phone for that, like just the notes, uh, aspect of my phone. Yeah, whatever, so. they have an app too. Uh, yeah, they do. It's, yeah. it's not very good, but oh, really? uh, I, I mean, I tried using it and it, at least at the time it was glitchy. Sorry. Sorry, John and uh, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we guys kind of know personally, but I don't think you're going to watch this. But, uh, so anyways, um, yeah, that's, that's been helpful for me too. Even just when people are talking to me need prayer for something I'm like hey let me just like write this down in my phone you know yeah so uh, anyways uh, other I mean for me one thing I've been pressing into the last few months again I'm not we're not trying to show what the left hand is doing to the right hand or whatever you know like we're trying we're just trying to share what's going on and stuff that's been helpful for us but I've been trying to combine this whole fasting and prayer thing and I think the first time I know for me that's (laughs) yeah this guy 
He's really surprised that that's actually a real thing. We just had a conversation about fast food a few weeks ago that he, he was, he, he called me a heretic. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, um, all that being said, uh, yeah, just trying to do that, you know, and letting my hunger throughout the day push me to praying for something. Right. A lot of times it's, for me, it's been like something more serious or something that I just want to remember to pray for. So, and I've, I've noticed it's given me that hunger helps remind me to pray, and then that hunger also reminds me that God's the only one that can like satiate right. my need or whatever in Fill. that situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, so anyways, that's that's kind of another one for me. Has there been any other kind of I don't know prayer practices for you? That no, I, mean, I just I, I think uh, probably about two years, eh, even maybe more than that. It's probably like three or four years ago when we first started interacting with Miller stuff in particular. I think that was like, you know, so, because I would hate that, like, if, if, if any of you are watching this and care what we think at all, um, we, we truly, like, if there's something that, like, you might say, like, hey, I really would love for you to grow in a certain area in your life, it's going to be prayer and, and, and probably the Bible. I'll toss the scriptures in there as well, but just, to, but talking to the Lord um, and, and, and just being honest and enjoying jumping into all this kind of stuff, so... I'm just gonna again. If you've watched this or you watch it later, like right when this video ends, don't just go run to whatever you're doing next. Mm. Like, would you just would you commit to hear me? I'm asking for one minute, right? Commit to one minute of uh, of prayer of just like sitting back and actually trying to talk to God. If you're not a Christian or you don't do that. Listen, it's as simple as the way you would talk to a friend. It's just God's actually listening to you. Like, we actually believe that. And so just talk to him. Tell him what's going on. Ask him for stuff. You know, that type of deal. If you're a Christian, again, just don't pop off. Like, pray for a minute, if yeah. you would. And then, you know, for me, it was, I started in at five minutes, and then it was trying to do ten a day, and that was all that, you know. Yeah. And so I think there's this sense of, like, hey, I need to work my prayer life. I got to go. I got to get up at 5 a.m. And, yeah, yeah. and knock it out of the park. It's like, nah, I didn't do like just start do talking. what you can do. Just start yeah. talking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I also I'm bad at waking up early, and so and this is something Randy he doesn't ask me about, but he always asks about it. He just and I I pray often before I go to bed, and those are a lot of times when my quiet time is. It's not Christ like because Christ did seem to wake up early, but he also stayed up late to pray. So yeah, I'm halfway there. Halfway there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks, Andy. Appreciate uh, the shout out and. Uh, yeah. It's kind of hurtful to be Andy, back in a compliment. Yeah, Andy's been the main so. persecutor of our hair, and uh, we've been just the main persecutors of Andy in general. So it, <laughs> it, 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 it even it That being said, shout out to my wife, Verity, and then shout out to Hannah Romero and Jessica Tenery for cutting Anthony's hair yeah. so we don't look awful on Easter Sunday. I felt awful. Um, so, yeah. just my hair, <laughs> just, I'm just, my hair's disgusting, uh, I'm disgusting. Um, <laughs> uh, so, we'll, we'll show, before we get off the rails here, show some of you these resources, these books on prayer, some of your favorite books on prayer. Yeah. I've read two of them and I really enjoy them, but show us them and talk about them. Yeah, so I've read a few books. Um, this first one, this is probably the one that a lot of you maybe haven't read, it's by Henry Nowen, who, uh, I'm just a big fan of, Catholic guy. Uh, the book's called The Only Necessary Thing. It's a, it's a collection of essays and prayers from now and, and uh, it drew me in just by the title. I mean, like, The Only Necessary Thing, and 
um, like that and, and Pat Otai. But like if you the reformers saying solo script, I know, I know, I know. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, that being said, it's just a, it's a great trick read, and you can use it as a devotion, which yeah. I really like about it. So it's just like you got these short essays and, and things on prayer from yeah. now and that I think are really brilliant. So I, I'm a big fan of his stuff. Cool. The next one is, is one that we both have, uh, the next one we both read. Um, so A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Uh, we have had the privilege of uh, spending some time with Paul and him coming in and doing some trainings for redemption. Uh, him and the guy John Horry. And we love, like, love these guys. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with, with Paul Miller and uh, all of his stuff is like, you just believe him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like you actually yeah. do the have stuff that you're saying. Yeah, yeah, do yeah, have totally. with So this book I think is is maybe the best practical yeah. this will get you praying better. So yeah. a praying life. We have um, extra copies of these at the office that we'd love to give you if you wanted one. Even I would say relational. Like I feel yes. like that's a big oh, right. yeah. you know, buzzword in evangelicalism, but it really is relational. It's yes. really like going to huge relational components. Of right. It. It's organic. It's organic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... um, the last one is, uh, this is our, if you didn't notice, we have a mandatory uh, Tim Keller plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every, every time. But this one is uh, it's, uh, by uh, Tim Keller, uh, one of our kind of favorite pastors, theologians. But it's an entitled Prayer. So you know what it's about. Um, there's a great quote uh, that's read to you from the back. It says, prayer is the only entryway into genuine self-knowledge. It is also the main way we experience deep change, the reordering of our loves. Prayer is how God gives us so many of the unimaginable things he has for us. Indeed, prayer makes it safe for God to give us many of the things we most desire. It is the way we know God, the way we finally treat God as God. Prayer is simply the key to everything we need to do and be in life. And I just think it's phenomenal. So anyway, uh, those are three books. If, if what this says to you, if anyone wants a copy, let us know. We'll find a way to get you one if you're willing to commit to reading it and, uh, and, and trying to cultivate a good prayer life. That's great. Well, thanks for hanging with us, guys. We just, yeah, we just want to talk about our culture and prayer. We just thought that Google thing was kind of interesting. It's and yeah, this conversation ended up being a, like a little bit more robust than I expected it to be. So, um, yeah, uh, we just encourage you guys to uh, see this as an opportunity. We kind of already talked through some of that. See it as an opportunity. Um, if you're out there and you're not a Christian somehow and you're seeing this, uh, one, I'm sorry, but two, uh, thanks for being with us. And not sorry that you're not a Christian. Sorry that you had to watch us. Yes, that's, that's, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you no, I'm sorry that you had to, that you spent 58 <laughs> minutes here watching us. But, uh, um, but that being said, uh, I, man, I would just encourage you, like, don't let the benefits of prayer be the only thing you get out of prayer. I, w I would encourage you even to ask Jesus if he would reveal himself to you and see what happens there. But um, So yeah, next week, next Thursday, we're going to be doing Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday's going to be our normal weekly update announcements type time uh, for Vinny G Live. And then next Thursday, we're going to be uh, doing our question and response time together. And so we want your questions. They don't have to all be the same. They can be all kinds of uh, th things. And so all kinds of topics, all kinds right. of ideas, small or big. And so, so send us your questions, send us the text, send us a message on here. You can comment on this post, uh, however you want to get that to us. And we'll just talk through a handful of them or yeah. all of them if we have time. And, uh, yeah. And so we'll go from there. So thanks for hanging with us. Uh, any closing remarks on prayer or anything like that? No, yeah. I, please do it. Yeah. Yeah.
Cool. Thanks, guys. Vince is gonna walk over to the camera now. And uh, Anthony's gonna tell you his joke of the week. Yeah, I don't. I already told you guys it on uh, Tuesday, so you're just gonna see my face. <laughs>